everybody, welcome back to the Shula Bowl podcast. You are probably wondering why you are not hearing the voice of Eric Henry to kick this thing off. But Eric Henry quit and uh, he's hiding because he probably knows how unbearable I will be when we win this game on Saturday. But in all seriousness, he is just feeling a bit under the weather today. So uh, we're hoping he gets better. But nonetheless, it is rivalry week. It is Shula Bowl week. It is why the name of the podcast is the name of the podcast. This is our week, FIU Panthers, FAU Owls, playing at the cage on Saturday. Couldn't be more excited. And I am joined. I am joined by an old member of this Shulable podcast. I Well, not old because he's actually the only person that was younger than me on this thing. Uh, welcome back, Jake Elman, to talk about the FAU Owls side of things. Jake, how are you doing, my man? I'm still recovering from you calling me old. Man. Yeah, well, that's that was the wrong term, clearly, because you're well, the only one younger than me. When we did this thing, we, it, was, it was me and you were by far the youngest, and you were still younger than me. You were still in college. I was – no, I just graduated. I was 22 when we started. And I said this to David when he texted me, like, do you want to do this? The last time he and I were on any type of Zoom call, I think was the night the NBA shut down in March of 2020. So uh, number one, it's been a while. Number two, hopefully um, things go better, especially because we're recording this as Hurricane. I don't even know what the hurricane's name is. Hurricane Karen. Neither do I. I have no yeah. idea. As another Florida hurricane is hitting. So God help us all. Um, no, I, I'm happy to be back. I always love talking sports with you i always love checking in with eric obviously he's not here but it's exciting times because it's a shula bowl that for the first time in a few years that in november it means something for both teams which if you're an fau fan who has gotten off of the train the last few weeks and i totally understand and relate to you in that regard it's time to maybe jump on at least for another week and see where see where this carries us yeah, man, I was, I was going to ask you, I mean, it, it's probably as an FAU fan thinking going into the season that this game would mean anything. You'd probably just be thinking, yeah, it's just FIU. They've probably won, you know, maybe one game and, and, and we'll go, we'll squeeze by, like slide by them. No, no problem. And, you know, they're obviously the Vegas thinks that's probably still going to happen. But the fact that FIU has been able to pull out four four wins um, and we've talked about it at length, Eric and I. It's extremely impressive, and you know it's kind of the opposite of, of the owl season. Um, you know they they've underperformed per se, um, at least you know what was projected going into the season. And so this, I mean, this game clearly means more to FIU, obviously because we haven't won in a good amount of time. Um, you know we. This is our chance, you know, if we can somehow make it into a bowl game, we'd essentially like to win this game because we don't want to put all the pressure on the last two games. So there's a lot more riding on the FIU side. But on the FAU side, equally, I mean, they obviously do not want to lose this game. And and all the FAU owls that listen to this podcast, you know, I will come after you on Twitter with my new verified check mark and, and make it known uh, that – that um, you done messed up, my friends. Thanks, Elon. 
Thank you, Elon. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Elon, for my verified check. Me, me, and Eric, me and Eric were going back and forth in the verified section today. Um, but Jake, what, what, what? You know, we we obviously haven't really talked much of of FA, FAU. Honestly, I haven't even been a lot of the times on this podcast. Uh, Eric usually will will talk to you know. Even the time you came on earlier in the season, I right. uh, was with you and Eric, and and so I haven't actually been able to talk too much FAU football this year and I'd be lying if I said I've watched a decent amount of them I, I just kind of see the score at the end or I've caught only a couple of the games um so uh Eric t- I just called you I just called you Eric Jake uh Jake wow between that and make me I mean at yeah. least I have a compliment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Jake tell me a little bit about FAU and and what are you what are you hoping for to see this weekend well, I mean, I'm hoping to see FAU win. I think that goes without saying, but I'm hoping to see FAU really assert themselves in the victory in a way that they haven't done since, I mean, I want to say, I don't remember who they played in, in the FCS game, since the FCS game, but in the conference game since, since Charlotte. I mean, you look at their schedule, you look at how many close games there have been, even the two games that they've won since the bye, since the first bye when they beat, uh, Rice and when they beat UAB, both of those were very close games, could have gone either way. I would like to see a game where FAU comes out on all cylinders, they play well offensively, the defense continues taking care of business, special teams plays well. You know, you you execute everywhere you need to execute, but one of those games where and it, we haven't had many of those games outside the last two Shula Bowls in the last three years where it's it's either dominance or the level below dominance against a team that is not as talented as FAU. And FIU obviously deserves credit for the games that they've won, for being competitive in other games, obviously not counting the Western Kentucky and North Texas games. But I think if you look at FAU's roster objectively, you would say that they are more talented than FIU's roster with FIU in the rebuild and FAU having gone to the portal and having entered this year in what I would say was a very win-now approach. And I think this is one of those games where in the same way that you really beat up on Charlotte and you beat up on Southeastern Louisiana, I think you have to beat up on FIU. Well, Jake, I hate to burst your bubble, but uh, we're going to smoke you on Saturday. Um, no, I, what I'm what I'm hoping to see, at least from the FIU side of things, uh, yeah, I mean those those two games you mentioned, uh, obviously, were were games that that we we don't want to really harp on over here in Panther Nation. But the, like you mentioned, this team, you know, is it is a rebuild. The the roster is so so young, you know, and and, and everything that they've done in my eyes have really has really exceeded expectations and I honestly I think I speak on behalf of Panther Nation in saying that I think everyone would say that um except maybe underdog 17 that 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 guy that no one likes but um <laughs> I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting FIU to show up in this game um I think that the team is fully bought into coach McIntyre and, and, and all the, the other coaches David Yost's system things like that I think they've gotten you know this North Texas game was you know it wasn't it wasn't the greatest but i think if if you just look at where this team has come from that western game they 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 have shown so much improvement 
on, on you know pretty much across the board um you know the defense has even really impressed me in spots um i you know obviously we've got some some playmakers like sean peterson jr who's really showing out on that on that position change but i i just think overall they they've really come together and they've they've just outperformed across the board and and i think that this is a game that that you know they definitely want to want to win it's obviously a, a rivalry game and and it's a big game you're hoping that there is a decent crowd that shows up to the cage on Saturday. You know, I, I just think they, 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 they know what's at stake when it comes to, you know, possible bowl implications. I think that they've bounced back pretty well after losses. Um, I mean, our, first, our, our, well, our second win of the season came, came after the Western Kentucky blowout. You'd think any normal team would kind of, go into a shell and, 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 you know, be like, wow, okay, this, this isn't, this isn't it this season. And this, you know, they came out and, and, you know, really showed who they can be and, and who they are as players who just won't give in. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, they know that FAU is, you know, one, well, was, I honestly, I don't think FAU is one of the top teams in conference you'll say this year, but it's still a very good team. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm calling it, uh, I, I told Shane that that if if FIU does win, it's all his fault. So yeah. uh, I think they know that. I think they're 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 gonna try to prove me right and uh, go get this dub. Yeah, it's a weird year for FIU, and I I know that we had this conversation. And if you go on Twitter and you search Jake Elman ninety seven FIU, you'll say that I said months ago I think FIU will be closer to being bowl eligible than they won't be. And the tricky part with a year like this, in my opinion, is they're going into the last three games with a chance to make a bowl game. Now, if they were their four and five, they were two and seven, and they'd been competitive, and they'd beat and all right, they beat Bryant, and let's just say they beat Charlotte, and they were competitive in a couple other games, and you could say it definitely seems like they're making progress. That's one thing, especially with how different the conference is going to look next year. But now, I almost feel like you're at that point where for a good chunk of FIU fans, when you're four and five instead of two and seven going into the Shula Bowl, that if you lose this game and you don't make a bowl game, and obviously they have two games after that get back on track. But if you don't make a bowl game, I almost feel like there's a good chunk of people who consider this year a failure. And if I was an FIU fan, I would probably – feel very tempted to feel that way i don't know how you feel no 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 jake, jake. Uh, fa- fa- failures to, you know i take that back. Jake, failures, no, no, jake, you don't understand work. nobody there there is maybe a small group of people that thought four games was even possible um us uh, losing I, I FAU and missing a bowl game as much well, as we, we don't want that to happen would not consider it a failure of, of a season that's for sure would you consider it a disappointment with how close you were? I feel like disappointment is probably the word that I should have used. No, because I didn't even think it would be close. Okay. Um, I, I could respect like, that. I, I thought that I thought going into the season, I mean, besides my every year, you know, I do my, my pre preseason uh, schedule breakdown. And I usually predict either undefeated this year. I went 14 and one uh, with our one loss to UTSA. Uh, but those are, you know, in, in, in good fun. Uh, right. <laughs> um, my real prediction, I mean, Eric have spoken about it was I thought we'd win three games. Um, like I thought three games was like a very real possibility. 
And I thought if anything above that would be a huge win. And we're already above that with three games left. So I, no matter what, not that I want, you know, I, I want to, you know, I'll be happy if we lost the last three games. No, I'll, you know, I'll still be like, not disappointed, but I'd be like, damn, like I wish, you know, we could have won. But I'm also right. not like on that boat of like, damn, if we lose these next games, like this season, complete failure, what a waste. Like, I think we, you know, especially as young as this team is, I think we've made big strides and, and definitely have things to build off of going forward. So that's why, that's why I wouldn't call it a disappointing season. I would, there is nothing more than I want to win this, this weekend. Uh, I would even sacrifice, you know, you tell me we win this game and we lose our last two. I'll take it. I want to win this game so bad, but I'm saying that, you know, if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be like, oh, this season's done. This season's done. Like, like I, I'm also a realist and, and know that it's definitely an uphill battle. But two or three of our four wins, we've been almost two of them. We are double digit, two touchdown underdogs. And the other one we were we started at like plus nine, I think. And we were over a touchdown underdog at home. So I love playing the underdog role. I love playing the spoiler um and so that's that's kind of just what i'm going for yeah i i could definitely respect that i mean i i misspoke earlier so fiu fans you could put your carving knives down you don't need to go after my lower section yet um <laughs> uh, disappointment was definitely the word i meant to use because of what i just said like when the expectations for the team and i i don't mean the expectations inside the athletic department inside the locker room and all that. I mean, the expectations as a fan when they're so low and all of a sudden you come so close to not so much shocking the world, but coming so close to doing something that seems so unrealistic three months ago, it's tough. Like I said, and that's something that as an FAU fan, it's the opposite where I feel like, the vibe that I've been getting from people for at least over a month, I would say probably since the UCF game, is making a bowl should not be considered enough. And I said that before the season when I was still I was writing some stuff on Medium on a blog that I might get back to one day, but I said I feel like eight wins should be eight or more should be considered a successful year. And that the out, the outlook can't be, well, if they make a bowl game, great. You know, that's enough. It also can't be, well, this year, whatever, because we're going to the American next year. I feel like you had to go into this year saying we want to win the conference. And if we don't win the conference, but we still win eight games, knowing that UTSA comes back with a lot of really good players, maybe the best coach in the conference, Western, they found a way to keep winning as they've started different quarterbacks. Obviously, Bailey Zappi last year, Austin Reed this year. UAB, you figured, was going to be in the hunt. There were a couple other teams that you thought maybe they could be good. So if you were were an FAU fan, I thought the expectation for yourself should have been, let's win eight and let's make a really good bowl. Now, the most you could win is seven. I think I don't know. This team, I just still haven't figured out this team, and that comes with a caveat of, I, honestly, I haven't watched a ton the last few weeks, but this is a team that when they're winning, they're barely put, pulling those wins out, and that's concerning as a fan. 
And it makes you wonder what's going to happen with these last three games when the stakes are, if you win two, you're most likely going to a bowl game because it seems like this is one of those years where you're going to have a five and seven team make a bowl. So, and I would think that five and seven team will probably be a power five team just with the way it works. So realistically, you have to win six. And I don't like using the word trap game because I don't think that's the right term here. But when you have a team that maybe they start buying into the rat poison a little bit and they start thinking, well, we beat UAB. UAB is this great program. We should have no problems with FIU. What happens if FIU uh, scores on their first drive? What happens if it's the second quarter and FIU is up 13-7? These are the questions that, unfortunately, in November we have to ask because there's still so many questions about this team and if they can win in these must-win scenarios. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll toss it back to you. Let's say you do run the table or, or let's say you win two of the last three. Are you calling this a disappointing slash failure of a season? What if, what if you make let's – let's say you go six and six but win your bowl game. Okay. Would that be enough for you, or are you, um, you know, obviously the expectations of going into the season, like you were mentioning, you know, eight wins, eight, eight plus wins, really. Um, how how would you look at it uh, on the FAU side of things? I don't want to speak for anybody else. I'll speak for myself. I feel like me personally, if they, if the situation, if the scenario that you just laid out happened where they went six and six and won their bowl game, it would be difficult for me personally to view the year as even the disappointment because I could look at things and say, Hey, they were three and five and they were an ugly three and five and they managed to come back and win. You know, me in math, um, (laughs) three of their last four, right? Yeah. Right? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Three, three three games, but if you punt the bowl game, it'd yeah. be four if they I, make yeah. it. I'm yeah. I'm sorry guys. And even though I'm no longer a traditional journalist, um, my math still sucks. So yeah, I, I would look at that as listen, you ended the year off on a really strong note. There would be a, a twinge of disappointment, I think, that you didn't win the conference just because this is one of those years where there is not a 2019 FAU or 2017 FAU. There is not one of the years where UAB rolled through the conference with no problems. We're really lacking that one dominant team. I mean, the closest would be UTSA, but you look at what UTSA has done, and they're not beating teams the way they were last year. It's not like they're 9-0 and right now. They're 8-1. I think I – whatever they are, I want to say they're 6-3. I think they're – I think they they've lost two because they lost to Texas, but they should right. be they should have one loss. They lost that Houston game, right? Or, but uh, but you would, but but you would agree that it does even though they're still winning games and they're probably still considered, if not the favorite, one of the top two favorites to win the conference. That oh, they should, they're yeah, not they're, they they're not dominating the way they were last year. So I think that twinge of disappointment for would be there for me that when you look at FAU stats that Nikosi Perry has thrown a touchdown every game this year that. T.J. Young has had a great season, and he's probably put himself on the map to get some some legitimate NFL interest. Whether or not he's drafted, I don't know, but 
You know, I think he'll be in the training camp somewhere next year. That the running game, Larry McCammon has come back from the dead after injuries and last year's offensive coordinator just not using him. Larry McCammon is probably going to rush for a thousand yards. That you have all this talent, and we'd be saying that, that that we're saying now that you need to win two of three to make a bowl. That's disappointing in itself, but if you do make the bowl and if you do win the bowl, a scale of one to ten, I think for me it would be like a two on the disappointment scale, maybe a three. But it wouldn't be a seven or an eight where it's I can't enjoy this bowl win because the team did not do more. It that's not where I'm at. I feel that. Uh, I mean, you're basically gonna have to win the last two games because you once again are not winning this Saturday. Um Jake. Uh, <laughs> Uh, obviously, you, you, you know, we spoke before the season and you told me, and you mentioned it here as well, that you were higher than most on FIU this year. Um, is there any, is there anything in particular that stood out to you? I don't know how many FIU games you've had a chance to watch. Is there any one or, or anything in particular that, you know, maybe even worries you a bit about Saturday or anything that you've seen that like kind of has impressed you? Um, I, I watched a good chunk of the UTSA game. And I caught the, I watched a good chunk of that, and I watched a solid amount of the La Tech game, at the end of the La Tech game. But with the UTSA game, the thing that stood out to me was that game was far more competitive than one would think if they just saw thirty to ten. This is an FIU team that, in my opinion, as an objective viewer, Eric has disagreed with me on this, and I respect his opinion. There were times where I watched FIU in the final years of the Butch Davis era, I would say mid-2019 through the end. And midway through games, it just felt like they ran out of energy. And I don't mean energy in terms of they were tired. I just remember being in the press box for the Shula Bowl in 2019, and I just got this sense that FIU, they lost their fight. Because that was a close game at halftime, and FAU ran away with it in the second half. But there were plays where it felt like FIU players were not giving their full effort. I don't remember who they were. I'm not calling anybody out. That's just my interpretation of things. And then there were games last year. There was a non-conference game in early September. Or it was either early or late September. I don't remember who they played. I think they played a Mountain West team. And they blew it at the end. And that was one of those games that you watch on TV and it's like, did, does this team have any fight left? But then you watch them this year and you see the sidelines and you see how they're running to the ball on every play regardless of what the score is. And I think Mike McIntyre and his staff, they've managed to get these older guys to make sure that, again, this is my opinion, it seems like the older guys who stuck around the Tyrese Chambers of the world they bought in and they're trying to make sure that all these young guys that they buy in, that it's not, all right, we're down 14 in the fourth quarter against a better team. The game is over. It's, Hey, it's not triple zeros yet. We still have a chance. We still have a fighting chance. So let's shock the world. Let's kick some ass. Let's beat these guys. And I think that's something that worries me because if, if FAU is at a point in the third quarter, well, let's just say they're up 10. Okay, let's say they're up 17-7. FIU is not going to roll over the way that I felt they would have in years past. They're going to keep fighting. And they're a plucky team. They could catch you by surprise. And 
I have not been around FAU enough, honestly, to say whether or not they have the the intangibles to hold on a situation like that. But I've certainly seen what happens in close games, UCF, Ohio, Purdue, where when it's close in the second half, and even if you're losing, regardless of whether or not you're losing, if you don't have the game in full control, that you can't close it. So if FIU is still, still it's not a blowout, FIU is going to f- keep fighting. And that could, po- I think that could pose a problem for FAU. I'm glad, I'm actually really glad you said that, Jake, because that's one of the things that I've noticed as well. And that's one of my favorite parts about this team and why, you know, this team has me so excited is that they, they seem to never roll over um, no matter what they're fighting until the end. Even in that Western game, it was 73-0, but they were still, you know, giving it their all, trying. It just wasn't our day. Uh, but guess what? They came back the next week and got a W. Um, so it's I, I agree with that assessment that it, it seems that, you know, Coach McIntyre really has his team as a unit and, and a team that's not willing to quit at any point in the game. So glad you mentioned that. Um, Jake, I've got one last thing uh, before we head out, the – the Zoom timer is running low on me. Uh, Jay, give me your prediction for this Saturday. That's a very, very good question I had not considered. I think when you look at both teams, I, I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think FAU is going to win 27-17. I think it's going to be very close in the first half. I think FAU will pull away in the third quarter. I think FIU starts coming back in the fourth before FAU manages to hold them off. Uh, I'm expecting a big game from Zuberi Mobley. I know that he hasn't really broken out lately the way he did in the first month, but I just have a good feeling about what he's going to do, and I'm excited to see FAU's defense. I have a good feeling about them on Saturday night. All right, I will give my prediction before we log off. I am going a bit more high-scoring at least on the FIU side, I think that FIU is going to jump out to a big lead and then FAU will start creeping in later. I'm going to go 31-24 FIU at the cage Saturday night. Uh, I'm hoping for, you know, a really good game. We obviously even, even in the wins, even back in the day when when FIU had a couple wins, none of them were really ever that close. So I'm definitely hoping that we get a good showdown on Saturday, hoping that FIU wins, obviously. But I'm hoping it's a really good game, and I'm hoping the crowd shows up because, you know, a good atmosphere would be a blast. So, um, well, that is it for today. Jake, thank you so much for joining. Uh, you know, it's good it's good having you back on here. Um, and for the Shula Bowl, Shula Bowl Pod listeners, thank you for listening. I hope to see you on Saturday. Shout out to Five Reasons Sport. I'm, I'm, I never do the exits. I'm telling you, I never do these exits, Jake. It's shout out to Five Reasons Sports. Thank you, Ethan Skolnick. You can find me on my new verified account, Mr. Hondo321. Jake, where can they find you? Jake Alman97 on Twitter. Um, I'm not planning on leaving after Elon joined, but I'm not tweeting as much. So if you want to come for the occasional dog picture, welcome. If you don't, well, you know what? Shame on you. Go be like David and go buy a uh, blue check mark. There you go. There, there you go, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Let's have a fantastic football weekend. See you guys at the cage on Saturday.